few verses here, give you a couple of updates and things to pray about, and then turn it over to Bruce to lead us in worship. Hebrews 2, verses, verse 1, it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by the angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them? Notice this, verse 4, this is going to tie into our message this morning. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. For unto the angels hath He put, not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak, but one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, that crowns him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in thee they have put all things in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus. Give you a couple of prayer requests to pray for. Um, uh, we thank you for all those who have been praying for uh, my mother-in-law Judy. She uh, made through the night well. Um, so continue to pray for her. Uh, they're hoping uh, the next day or two to start weaning her off of the ventilator. So uh, if you would pray for her, we would certainly appreciate that. Thanks for those who have been uh, calling and texting and letting us know you're thinking about us. We certainly appreciate that. Nancy Dennis is uh, still going through uh, treatments. Uh, pray for her physically through this, uh, if you would. So uh, we did put a list out in the foyer. Uh, her son and daughter-in-law have to leave. I'll go back to Utah for about 10 days. So if you can help, there's four days we need meals with. And uh, about 10 days, we just want somebody to just check in on them. You can visit them, or you can just uh, call them, just alone them know we're thinking about them. Make sure there's no issues, no problems. They do have Meals on Wheels coming during the week, and a uh, visiting nurse. Uh, but uh, again, the family just asked if we would just uh, Pay special attention to them uh, during those 10 days that they will not be able to be here. So there is a list in the foyer. If you can sign up and help with that, we would appreciate it. So let's open with prayer, and then we'll begin to worship. Father, we thank you today so much that you do love us. Lord, we thank you for uh, your watch care over uh, Judy in, in the night here, and just in the last several days, Lord, we know it's uh, very critical still, and we would pray that you would just be gracious there, and we would, we would beg that you restore her to full strength and be back again with us here soon. We thank you for that. We pray for Nancy, Lord. Again, we're, we're asking for you to, to work in a great way in her life right now, Lord. And we thank you for the good doctors that they have and just the treatments that they're doing. And we pray that you would just encourage her spiritually. Thank you, Lord, that she's still in good spirits and trusting in you through it all. And pray for Bill and for the family that you would just work closely with them. And we'll just thank you for it. Uh, we do, Lord, think of our nation, Lord, just uh, we know that uh, the, the, the nation has just been in turmoil over the last uh, uh, several days and uh, just still not even 100% sure what your plans are and what you're doing, but, uh, but Lord, we, we trust that you would just help whether there's a transition to, to go smoothly. We trust that our nation would, would be, be able to start healing and, uh, Lord, some of the problems that we've had, that you would just continue to guide and direct 
Lord, we know that our hope is not in the President, our hope is not in Congress, our hope is in you. And so, Lord, help us as your people to lift our eyes up to you. Help us to realize, Lord, that uh, our problems are not political in our nation. Our problems are spiritual. And, uh, Lord, our, our nation needs a lot of spiritual help. May we, as your people, do our best to make sure that we are part of the solution to that problem. And may we do our best to, to, to point others to who you are, what you can do for us. And we'll thank you for it. So give us a good morning now as we honor and worship you, uh, not only in our our attendance here, but in our worship of you, and singing, and giving, and uh, our attention to the Word. Lord, may we hear it, may we seek to apply the Word to our lives today. We will thank you for it. We ask for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. As Bruce comes, would you stand as he leads us in the Word? Yes, stand with me, stand with me as we sing. Pastor mentioned this uh, scripture. Thinking of Jesus, who is Jesus? And uh, our first song is, I Found a Friend in Jesus. Now, this song is, uh, you know, kind of bouncy, happy. But let's not think of, of Jesus as kind of a buddy. But think of Jesus in reference to who he actually is. He is, uh, everything is in subjection to him. It's like having a friend in, in high places that you can trust. And so let's uh, think of Jesus in that way even as we uh, sing the words of this song. I found a friend in Jesus.
brethren in the life of our lives, and we need him every hour. This is a, a great song of desperation, uh, just how much we need the Lord uh, to survive. true, and it's probably true that 
you're not going to be as excited about somebody else's project as, as what they are. So there's that element of that, that we want to work hard at what we're doing, and we're going to do it, and do it right, because we believe in it. When we get to the book of Acts, that's kind of what we see with the Apostle Paul. He fully believed in what God was doing, and he put his heart and soul into his ministry. Yet, we understand that we can work as hard as we want. We can put every ounce of fiber in our being to, to work hard at something. But as Psalm 127 reminds us, if God's not in it, it doesn't really matter how hard you work at it. Because if we work hard at something and God's not at the center of it, don't expect God's full blessing. And so that's kind of where we're at. We're going to see some really interesting, strange things. There's a couple verses here I wish we could just pass through and say we're not going to do that because that's confusing and that's a little weird and I don't know what he's talking about there, but we'll deal with it. I'd like to skip it, but we got to deal with it. So look at Acts chapter 19, starting in verse number 8. Again, God expects both. Work hard, but pray harder. In verse number 8, he says this. Remember, let me give you the background for those who may not have been here uh, last week. Remember Paul uh, was, went back on sabbatical. Um, he's back in Antioch. Apollos is in Ephesus with Priscilla and Aquila. Priscilla and Aquila helped Apollos get the gospel a little more, more clear, understand who Jesus is. When he does, he says, okay, I'm leaving Ephesus, I'm going to Corinth. He goes, there's a void. Paul comes back. Paul's in Ephesus. And it says that verse 8. And he went into the synagogue. Paul did. And stayed boldly for the space of three months. Now, now remember, he's in the synagogue, which does not believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and they allow him to teach that Jesus is the Messiah for three months before they get angry and they kick him out. They're getting ready to kick him out. He leaves before they kick him out. He stayed boldly for three months. What's he doing? Disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when diverse were, many of the people were hardened and believed not, but speak evil of that way. That's what they called the believers. They didn't know what they called. They didn't call them Christians yet. They, it wasn't a popular name. They, they called them the people of the way. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So people are disputing with them and, and speaking evil of the people of the way before the multitude. So he departed from them and separated the disciples, the ones who did accept the Messiah, disputing daily in the school of one and this continued by the space of two years, so that all which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for the morning. Lord, as we look at this text, there's a few really weird, strange things in this text that uh, we just scratch our head about, but yet we understand we believe they're true. And so we thank you for it. But Lord, a lot of false teachers have taken these weird things, and they have built a whole theology. They've built a whole platform upon them. Help us not to do that. Lord, help us to see the great things that you can do, but the things that you often don't do because you work in normal ways. Thank you for it. Teach us, help us to apply it to our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I want to say, let me give you two points, three points. Two of them, you're going to say, where's he going? Has he messed up his theology? Is there something wrong with our pastor? Do we need to like drag him off the pulpit now? Uh, I don't think he did. But the first two points, you're going to scratch your head and say, what in the world is he talking about? 
Number one, Christian, don't look for the supernatural. Don't look for the supernatural to happen in your life. So that's odd. I thought you've told us your whole ministry, we should pray for God to do something supernatural. I know. But don't look for that. Verse 8, Paul goes to the synagogue for three months. And what's he doing for three months? God is working in what? Normal ways. He's going into the synagogue. He's opening up his Bible. It wasn't found like this. They had scrolls. And he would open up some scrolls. And maybe he'd say, let me, let me have the scroll of Isaiah. And he'd grab the scroll of Isaiah. And he'd open up and he'd talk about it. And he'd take another scroll and go back to another book of the Bible. And he'd compare them and put them together and say, it's all talking about Jesus. So he's doing something very, very normal in the synagogue. And after he's doing his normal thing for three months, what happens? Normally, the people in the synagogue are going to get upset with him, and he's going to have to leave the synagogue. So he does. And some of the people believe. So they say, well, we're going with you, Paul. Where are you going to be? He said, well, I'm not going to worship you know, this. I'm going to worship this other day. And, and where are we going to meet? And he said, well, I understand that Tyrannus, who some believe... His name means tyrant, owned a lecture hall where he taught people. And in the afternoon, it was free because the people would meet in the morning and they would meet at night, but in the heat of the day, they would go home and take a nap. So there wasn't much going on in the afternoon. So he rented this schoolhouse, whatever it was, the lecture hall. And Paul said, hey, I found a place we can meet there and we can gather together. And this is where the early church in Ephesus really gets its full beginning. Now we've got to start with the Paulus and others. But it really gets started here in the school of Tyrannus. He's there for two years where Paul is teaching and preaching and establishing this church. And it's interesting, when you look at what it says in verse number 9, um, they departed, separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. What's he doing there? You know why You know why the church at Ephesus got a beginning? And you know why it started to blossom and started to grow and God started to do some things? You know why? It was because of the awesome programs they had, right? It was their children's ministries. It was their teen ministries. It was their sheep. I don't think so, it was You know what the church got established on? Preaching and teaching the Word of God. Fellowship with one another.